the advantages to be derived from the attendance of the fair Marie in his perfumery, and his liberal proposals were accepted eagerly by the girl, although with somewhat more hesitation by Madame. The anticipations of the shopkeeper were realized, and his rooms soon became notorious through the charms of the sprightly Grisette. She had been in his employ about a year when her admirers were thrown into confusion by her sudden disappearance from the shop. Monsieur Leblanc was unable to account for her absence, and Madame Roger was distracted with anxiety and terror. The public papers immediately took up the theme, and the police were upon the point of making serious investigations when one fine morning, after the lapse of a week, Marie, in good health but with a somewhat saddened air, made her reappearance at her usual counter in the perfumery. All inquiry, except for that of a private character, was of course immediately hushed. Monsieur Leblanc professed total ignorance as before. Marie, with Madame, replied to all questions that the last week had been spent at the house of a relation in the country. Thus the affair died away, was generally forgotten. For the girl, ostensibly to relieve herself from the impertinence of curiosity, soon bade a final adieu to the perfumer and sought the shelter of her mother's residence in the Rue Pavé saint andré It was about five months after this return home that her friends were alarmed by her sudden disappearance for a second time. Three days elapsed, and nothing was heard of her. On the fourth, her corpse was found floating in the Seine, near the shore which is opposite the quartier of the Rue Saint-André, and at a point not very far distant from the secluded neighborhood of the Barrière de Roule. The atrocity of this murder, for it was at once evident that murder had been committed, the youth and beauty of the victim, and above all her previous notoriety, conspired to produce intense excitement in the minds of the sensitive Parisians. I can call to mind no similar occurrence producing so general and so intense an effect. For several weeks, in the discussion of this one absorbing theme, even the momentous political topics of the day were forgotten. The prefect made unusual exertions, and the powers of the whole Parisian police were, of course, tasked to the utmost extent. Upon the first discovery of the corpse, it was not supposed that the murderer would be able to elude, for more than a brief period, the Inquisition which was immediately set on foot. It was not until the expiration of a week that it was deemed necessary to offer a reward, and even then this reward was limited to a thousand francs. In the meantime, the investigation proceeded with vigor, if not always with judgment, and numerous individuals were examined to no purpose. While, owing to the continual absence of all clue to the mystery, the popular excitement greatly increased. At the end of the tenth day, it was thought advisable to double the sum originally proposed, and at length, the second week having elapsed without leading to any discoveries, the prefect took it upon himself to offer the sum of twenty thousand francs for the conviction of the assassin, or, if more than one should prove to have been implicated, for the conviction of any one of the assassins. In the proclamation setting forth this reward, a full pardon was promised to any accomplice who should come forward in evidence against his fellow, and to the whole was appended, wherever it appeared, the private placard of a committee of citizens offering ten thousand francs in addition to the amount proposed by the prefecture. The entire reward thus stood at no less than thirty thousand francs, which will be regarded as an extraordinary sum when we consider the humble condition of the girl and the great frequency in large cities of such atrocities as the one described. No one doubted now that the mystery of this murder would be immediately brought to light. 
But although, in one or two instances, arrests were made which promised elucidation, yet nothing was elicited which could implicate the parties suspected, and they were discharged forthwith. Strange as it may appear, the third week from the discovery of the body had passed, and passed without any light being thrown upon the subject, before even a rumor of the events which had so agitated the public mind reached the ears of Dupin and myself. Engaged in researches which had absorbed our whole attention, it had been nearly a month since either of us had gone abroad, or received a visitor, or more than glanced at the leading political articles in one of the daily papers. The first intelligence of the murder was brought to us by the prefect in person. He called upon us early in the afternoon on the 13th of July, and remained with us until late in the night. He had been piqued by the failure of all his endeavors to ferret out the assassins. His reputation, so he said, with a peculiarly Parisian air, was at stake. Even his